Welcome to the Narduziest Gaming Podcast, where today we'll be discussing some of our most loved and admired developers. I am Matt. You guys can follow me over on Twitter at FromNJ2CA. The two is a number two. With me as always is my good friend Wes. Wes, how are you doing? I'm good, my friend. How are you today? I'm doing excellent. Wes, where can people find you at? You could follow me on Instagram at Grendel5XBX. And in South Jersey, if you're in the area, at Level Up Entertainment. There you go. Make sure you guys follow Wes and check out the store. Uh, first off, we're just going to go through a quick bit of housekeeping. I wanted to mention you guys should be following us over on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram. It's at Nerdthusiast on all of those things. Please go and check that out. Uh, additionally, if you can support us over on Patreon, uh, anything you put there, even as little as a dollar a month, you can put that right in. It'll help us out tremendously. It goes towards uh, all of all the stuff that we produce at Nerdthusiast. It goes towards this show, our poker podcast. Um, our music podcast, everything we have going on over there. And you get access to poll topic questions. You get early ad-free access to our videos as well from a variety of our creators. If you cannot or do not want to support us over on there, we definitely understand. Just give us a like over on YouTube, ring the bell uh, and subscribe. All those things really help us out. And if you do want to check out everything we have going on, it's nerdthusiast.com. We have a blog post up there. We have links to all of our YouTube videos as well. Uh, we started covering toys. We have two new editors covering toys and collectibles. So make sure you guys check out those things. Nerdthusiast.com. Finally, speaking to Patreon, I just wanted to shout out Juan real quick. Juan, thank you for your support over there. We truly appreciate it. Juan, thank you so much. As always, it's, everything you do is greatly appreciated. Most certainly is. Now, Wes, before we kick off the show in tandem, what have you been playing? Ooh, what have I been playing? Okay, so I'm at the end of Halo. I'm at the end. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Can I ask what difficulty level you're play playing on? I'm normal. Normal. And, Fair uh, enough. I'm assuming I'm at the end, the end boss. the harbinger spoilers we'll put that in there just as, in case I don't, I don't know how much of a spoiler that is she's in there pretty early on but pretty the, much. yes you you are at the end of the game okay i've beaten yeah. the game it's tough yes <laughs> it's tough um so i'm playing that and i'm bouncing between that and i think it's called it an innocence tale in a plague of innocence a plague a plague's tale a plague innocence. thank you yes the innocence one yes so yeah. good so good um, I'm, I'm kind of, I heard that was fantastic. It is. It is so good. Um, I'm assuming I'm nearing the end, uh, cause the difficulty just got turned up <laughs> a lot. So, uh, if you guys like rats, make sure you check out Plague Tale. Man, it's so good. So those, that's what I'm, playing. you know, they're making a sequel too, right? I saw that. So I'm like, I really got to finish this. Yeah. I'm, I'm interested in that game too. I did pick it up a while back. I heard nothing but good things about it. Richard, who uh, uh, who actually uh, started out uh, uh, making videos for us at Nerdthusiast a long time ago, back in 2019, the OG was mm -hmm. me and him. Uh, he loved that game, and I bought it based off of his recommendation, and unfortunately, I just haven't played it yet. I'm sorry, Richard, if you're listening. I'm sorry. I will play it at some point. You need to play it. It's, it's really, really good. I'll probably try to get into it like right 
as the the, the sequel's coming out, trying mm. to finish that one before the sequel comes out. But we'll see. Okay. Time controls everything. And what are you playing? So I have very limited time. Now, since the, the last time we asked this question, because uh, we, we've actually recorded one or two podcasts since then, I was in the middle of Metroid Prime. Mm-hmm. Beat Metroid Prime. Or Metroid Prime. I'm sorry. Metroid. Um, oh, my God. I almost said Other M next. <laughs> the new one. Dread. Dread. Oh, my God. Metroid Dread. I'm sorry. Halfway through Metroid Dread, the last time you, we brought up this question, I beat Metroid Dread. Holy crap, that was hard. The end boss is really, really difficult. So for, for all you people who are experts out there, you can be like, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Dude, the game was hard. The game was hard. Come on. Stop trying to act like you're a big boy. The game was hard. <laughs> it was fantastic, though. A very good ending. Uh, probably, if not my game of the year last year, certainly mm-hmm. up there. Okay. Did they leave it open for another one? Spoilers. 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 Okay, yes sort or no? Of. Yes or no? Sort of. Sort of? Okay. Kind of, yeah. Fair enough. Kind of, sort of, yeah. I'm still stuck, so I kind of put it down because I got frustrated. <laughs> it's it's hard, dude. There, there There's hard. a couple... There's a boss I would say that's kind of early on. Maybe it's like the third or fourth boss I played mm-hmm. that like I had a very difficult time with. Got past him, and it was a, a breeze until the end. And the end just oh my god! I must have be I must have played that final boss like 30, 40, 50 times. <laughs> wow! It was unbelievable, but I was very happy. It was very rewarding to beat the game though. Okay, that's good. So I crossed that off my list, and then Halo was out, mm-hmm. and it's, this was probably in like the end of December, beginning of January. I was like, all right, I'm going to play through Halo. And I ended up having a pocket of free time. Man, did I enjoy Halos. And, and I'm talking only about single player, by the way, everybody, not multiplayer. I did not touch multiplayer at all. Mm-mm. I really, really, really loved Halo. It's good. It's really good. It's fantastic. It's way better than Guardians. Oh. <sighs> <sighs> I know. <laughs> I I just hope because they were talking about making this is why they called it infinite. Like, oh, they're gonna make it a platform. I don't want a platform, dude. I don't want you to keep building multiplayer for the next 10 or 15 years. I want the next Halo. I want you to use what you made mm-hmm. and make another story for Halo. That's yeah. all I want. And it has to be Master Chief because if it's not Master Chief, it's not Halo. I'm sorry. No. I'm going to throw something your way. I have, I have a question. This is a whole other tangent. I'm sorry, everybody. I just got to get Wes's opinion on this. They just revealed the other day that the show, the TV show for Halo... is going to show his premiere, face. He's going to show his face. I, Wes, how do you feel about that? I, I, I don't know. I'm curious to see what he'll look like, but I, I, you can't show... that. That's the whole point of Master Chief. You never see his face. I'm pretty sure my reaction was... <laughs> what the? What? I I don't I have I went from being like oh I might actually subscribe to Paramount Plus to check out the mm-hmm. show oh they're revealing his face goodbye I'm not interested. Spoilers! 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 Like I, they did that with the Mandalorian. I, thank so, you. Sorry, spo- thank spoilers you. for the Mandalorian. And that I was like, why did you do this? Like, oh my god. The mystery. There is no yes. mystery in anything. Nope. 
Let it be. We don't need to see if it, oh, the humans will connect with other. I know we're humans. I know the person under the mask is a human. I get it. Don't need to see their face. Uh, yes, thank you. Thank you for bringing up the Mandalorian reference because I'm like, okay, because that was, that I, I had a problem with that because once he took his helmet off, he kept taking it off. Yeah, he went from, <laughs> oh, we can never take it off to, don't even need this anymore. <laughs> Why even wear it? But no, I'm I'm my opinion is I'm not happy. Nothing I can do about it, but watch the show. And I'm not watching nothing. Forget that. Oh man, it's hey, it's Master Chief. I gotta watch it. No, I'm struggling through this Boba Fett crap they have rolling out. <laughs> and like I they want me to go watch it. No, I'm done. Like I'm still not done the, the Boba Fett. I'm not even when I'm watching The Mandalorian. I was like, it, the last season kind of ended like on a note where I was like, oh, Jesus God. But in the beginning, it was really good. And Boba Fett just started out like, oh man, am I watching this just because it's Star Wars? And I still feel that way. And I'm like halfway through the season. Oh, it gets good. And I won't say why because of spoilers, but it gets it gets good. Well, I'm going to finish it, and then I'll tell you my opinion. Because okay. I have a lot of opinions about Star Wars, and I'm right. somewhat jaded and pissed off with them for a lot of the stuff they did. However, I did like 9, surprisingly. I like 9 a lot. Yeah. Yeah, That's I a get whole that. nother video. <laughs> it is. It is. All right, guys, so that's what we've been playing recently. Oh, and I will mention very briefly, have started Horizon Forbidden West probably a few hours in. Can't really give you my full... You know what I think? I like it a lot so far. I'm only a few hours in, though. Have you started that at all? You never <coughs> played the first one. I'm sure you haven't even bought this one yet. I didn't right? buy the first one. All right. It's just, yeah. Well, let's move on. <laughs> Wes, it's fantastic. You need to check Everybody it out. Everybody says it's really good. And I Dude, go, every really time good. I go into Best Buy, I see it on the shelf. And I was like, okay, today's day I'm going to buy it. You get it. the first one for like $10 when it's on sale, Wes. $9.99 when it's on sale. I know. I can't win. You guys you guys harass me because I buy too much. And then when I don't buy a game, you harass me because I don't buy the game. <laughs> I will harass you when you don't buy good games. Not Aquaman. <laughs> Speaking of which, are you enjoying yours? <laughs> I haven't had a chance to play it, to be honest, man. Okay. It's still sitting in the box, but I do appreciate you sending me a complete and box copy of it because that will get me to keep the game. Yeah. That thing was like missing the manual, and like, <laughs> but it is complete in box. All right, all right, guys. So we do want to mention one last thing uh, before we get into that, and this is something. This is going to be a recurring segment on the show. Basically, we're going to talk about this for the next year because if you look back to the year of 1992, which was a seminal year in video games, especially for me, there are many games that are having a 30th anniversary. So we picked out a few. We're only going to talk about a few each month. We're not going to make this like a 25-minute segment. But we should mention two games, Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Listen up. Sonic 2 is here with 10 levels and a fresh new half-pipe. A casino zone, his new buddy Tails, and blast processing, which makes him faster than ever. With awesome new graphics, the new split screen lets two play, and a spin dash that can be startling. I love doing that. New Sonic 2 for Sega Genesis and Game Gear, each sold separately. Mortal Kombat came out in the arcades. Mortal Kombat! Mortal Kombat! 
both in 1992. Wes, what do you feel about these games? Yeah, Mortal Kombat changed fighting games in the arcade. I have fond Dude, memories. It was a whole movement. It was, man. I have fond memories of playing Mortal Kombat in the arcade. I was so good at Mortal Kombat, I would let people pick who they want to get destroyed by. I was that cocky. <laughs> the, but Wes, the, of course, our, our fighting game officio nod here, man, messing people up in Mortal Kombat. I was. I was like, okay, who you want to get destroyed by? Liu Kang? Okay, fine. <laughs> um, yeah, it was, yeah, Sub-Zero, not a problem. It, whoever they picked, uh, they just got destroyed. And I'd be on it for hours. But it, it was, a, like you said, it was a movement. The violence caused so much controversy. Let me ask you a question because I know a little bit about your, about your background. Were you in North Jersey or New York City at this time? Yep. Is that is that where you were? Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, that when, community. When arcades ahead, were plentiful. Arcades were plentiful. Big arcades too. And they would have multiple. Arcades were plentiful. Yeah. And that area was like really known for making really great like fighting players, especially during that period of time. Yeah. Oh, man. I missed, I missed those times so much. It was something else, man. I was still I was still really young at this point, but I remember like going into my local arcade and seeing just a line of people playing Mortal Kombat. Just be like, oh my god, this is nuts! And then when it, of course, eventually later on, it came out to Sega Genesis, and I was like, I have to have it. And my parent, that was this was the first time I had to fight my parents over a game. Yeah. I won, I got it, <laughs> but it was a it was a hell of an argument to win. It was a fight, man. It was all over the news about the violence and the gore and. It, yeah, parents were in an uproar over Mortal Kombat, but it was, yeah, it was it was something, man. It was something. But then Certainly we have was. we also have Sonic, Sonic Two, which I know you are a Sonic fan, huge Sonic fan. What's your thoughts on that? I have to go back and replay them all to give you my true opinion, which is from like remembering Sonic Two is probably the best one. Two is better than one for sure, without a doubt. I did really like three a lot, mm-hmm. um, so that could be a possibility. But I think that two is probably my favorite Sonic game of all time. Yeah, well, and one I, is one is classic. One is always going to be classic, but two it is improved upon that. And we got the introduction of Tails. We got the introduction of Tails. Um, the way you earn gems is running through those mazes, which mm-hmm. was way more fun than the stupid like candy thing that you were doing to get the the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the Chaos Emeralds in the first game. So, I mean, I really enjoyed Sonic 2 way more than the first one. But the first one was the reason I bought a Sega Genesis. So, I love them both. There you go. Two games from 1992. 1992. What a year. I wish it was 1992 again. Wow. 30 years. 30 years ago, I had a lot more hair. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, let's kick things off with our first developer. Wes, this was your pick. I agree that there are some fantastic games in here as well, but you're really more familiar with them. So yeah. where do you want to begin with Treasure? Treasure. Man. Treasure Treasure couldn't do any wrong back in the day. They were known for shooters or shmups, uh, which are space shooters, uh, horizontal shooters. It was they, – they were the masters. They had Ikaruga. They did Radiant Silver Gun, you know, and the thing with Treasure, their games were hard. 
they were the difficulty level even on easy if it came with an easy option <laughs> was still difficult this is what i'll say about treasure off the bat this was one of the first studios i i recognized is if you see that name it meant quality like outside of like the nintendo seal of approval which mm-hmm. was kind of like it's kind of like some bullshit let's be real like <laughs> they didn't make a difference but that was to like you know console people from the video game crash but you saw treasure on a game you saw rare on a game which we're going to get into shortly mm-hmm. that meant a whole nother level of quality to a whole group of people you saw treasure developed a game you were not going to be disappointed one of my favorite treasure games was for the genesis uh, it was gunstar heroes side scroller run and gun but it just it had treasures flair on it and it was it was so good this was like a, a correct me if i'm wrong because i never played the game i've seen i've seen videos mm-hmm. i actually have the game on 360 um but this is a a platform a running gun platformer so it's mm-hmm. kind of like a platform where you're jumping around and doing stuff but it's the comparable version would have been like Contra, but Correct. less mature. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah, I gotta I gotta play that game because I love Contra and I have it and I don't. I actually bought it I think in the past mm-hmm. few years because it was on sale. It was like an Xbox Live, like it's a it's a downloadable version. Okay. But I think I think I got that game for like three bucks, man. <laughs> yeah, very. And, and the physical on, on on Genesis. Uh, oh, I'm talking about uh, Gunstar oh, Heroes. Gunstar Heroes, okay. I got it for like three bucks. And on Genesis, that game's that's probably like f- at least a, a minimum of fifty dollars, at least. At least. Yeah. Oh, Gunstar I gotta check Heroes. it out, man. So good, so good. Um, they also did. They did a very obscure game, which up until recently was only available in Japan for the Nintendo sixty four. And then they re-released. Then I heard they brought it over, and I think for the Wii or the Wii U. But it was Sin and Punishment. Oh yeah, yeah, they they did bring yeah. that game over for sure. Um, Sin and Punishment came out on the N sixty four in Japan. You're hundred percent right. Mm-hmm. And then on the Wii, they made a v- version of Sin and Punishment uh, that I think was a sequel to that game. I don't think it was a remake. I think it was called like Sin and Punishment, and then it had a subtitle, but I don't remember what the gotcha. subtitle was. Oh, Sin and Punishment was was great. Again, it was treasure, so you knew what you were going to get. Uh, you was going to get a fantastic game with a high difficulty level. Uh, yeah, it came out for Nintendo 64, and I was so upset when it was not going to come to America, so I had to import it just to play it. It was a shmup, right? It, it was. It was. Ve- it was very Gunstar Heroes in a 3D mm. world. Because okay, cool. Yeah, because the 64 was all about 3D, so it was. It was very. It was very Gunstar Heroes. I just got to go on a quick little rant. During that period of time, I love those 3D games. It's what everybody was talking about. But for the love of God, man, why did they just ignore 2D completely like it didn't exist? Castlevania Symphony of the Night is like one of the best games ever made. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, oh, we don't need to do this. Like, what, what the hell are you got? Got- I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll stop. But I just, I don't understand. If you read magazines from that era, it's just like, oh, yeah, but it's 2D. Who cares? If is is it good? Mm-hmm. Then that's all that matters. 2D was Sorry. great because most of the time it was hand drawn art, like the game I'm getting ready to mention, Guardian Heroes for the Saturn. It was a side scroller, multiplayer, 
beat em up that had that's awesome that had treasures touch on it it was have you played it no i haven't but i dude everything you're saying just sounds awesome it was it was good it was it was I don't want to call it like a golden axe because like the main character, one character had a, a giant sword and you could pick from four different characters and each of them had a different weapon, but it was a side scroller, 2d hand drawn game. And it was just a, Wes, a, a brawler. If you see that at your store level up entertainment, I need you to let me know how much it is. And if it's not completely unreasonable, I'm going to pick it up. Or if you ever know that it's downloadable somewhere for cheap. Okay. I, I will definitely keep an eye out for you. If it's $500, don't even bother telling me. <laughs> <'cause it's> like, <laughs> I don't even want to know that it exists. I don't need to be tempted by some crazy price Saturn games. Well, we can check Game Eye real quick. Oh, I mean, if you guys didn't... I feel like they should sponsor us at some point. You guys should go check out Game Eye. They don't sponsor us. We don't pay us anything. It is the best way to track your games, like what's in your collection, add games to your collection, and keep track of overall what you have. But the nice thing is it takes a uh, like a conglomerate of uh, different websites and stuff and gives you like an average price yes, of does. what the current rate of something is. And I don't know how this I don't know how this dude makes any money. Maybe he doesn't make any money. I know they have a Patreon which you guys should go to and, and help him out, but this app is more valuable than just about any other app I've ever had and it's completely free. Best app I've ever downloaded. Get yourself some game on. Yeah, man. You got to. All right. So Guardian Heroes, I'm looking now. Looking now. Guardian Heroes, right now for the Saturn. Uh, complete inbox is going for like $275. You can let me know if you have one. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to pick it up for that price. Oh, see, what, the first thing I'm going to do is see if it's downloadable. If it's downloadable for like, you know, downloadable games like mm -hmm. under 20 bucks, I'll just go download it somewhere. Yeah. Right. If it's not downloadable, though, that's when the temptation is going to set in. Treasure. Yeah. Oh, treasure. It, it holds a, a, a spot in my heart always as far as developers, because they were they. I said it before, they could do no wrong. Everything they put out was top notch, enjoyable, um, easy, nice to look at graphically. It was just such such good games they put out. I would say for me, the two games that I'm most familiar with with Treasure is Ikaruga. I bought that on the GameCube mm -hmm. back in the day. still have my copy. The game is a lot of fun. It's really, really good. But like we talked about earlier, Jesus, is it hard. <laughs> yeah. um, the mechanic in the game is you have to like flip your ship over and like your ship, I think, is it black and white? Is that mm -hmm. the colors of the ship? And depending on what your enemies look like, you need to change your ship to defeat them. Otherwise, if you're not flipping your ship, your 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 bullets are doing like no damage. Your your power is like weak as hell. So you have to know which version of the ship you need to use against certain enemies. That was the whole mechanic of the game. And it was a lot of fun, but my god, I definitely didn't beat the game. I didn't get very far in it. I had a good time with it, but it was brutally difficult. They were. They were. Now, the treasure game I'm most familiar with is one of my most beloved GameCube games highly underrated people don't ever talk about in my opinion and it was it wasn't made by nintendo it was made by treasure but nintendo published it it was a nintendo licensed game and that's wario world yeah i remember that game it was great i beat that game went straight through it it was i couldn't believe how good the game was i was so shocked i was like 
Wario. It's not going to be Mario. Let, let me check it out. Whatever. Treasure's making it. Okay. And they make good games. Let me... Dude, it was... I had a blast. It was one of my favorite GameCube games. And nobody... I don't ever hear anybody talking about Warrior World. Nah. I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I don't even see it come in the store too often. It's great. That's why. I think the people that have it and have played it, they know. They're like, I'm not, I'm not getting rid of this. This is great. <laughs> no way. No way. All right. Was there any other ones you wanted to discuss from Treasure? Nope, that's it, man. I mean, Treasure's list is pretty extensive, but to, to me, those were the standouts that I can remember and then I have fond memories of. The next developer we're going to speak about is probably my favorite developer of all time. Now, they, they don't make games quite the same way as they used to. Their last game was a game-as-a-service game because of that. I never touched it. You can say I'm crazy. You can say whatever. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I really can't deal with games of a service. I just don't, I don't want to live in your game. I want to get on to the next game. I don't want to spend my lifetime playing your game. There's other stuff to do. So although I didn't play their most recent game, it's supposed to be excellent now. Had some mixed reviews in the beginning. That game I'm talking about with Sea of Thieves, the developer I'm talking about is Rare. And Rare goes back to me most fondly for the N64, but it originated with the NES. Mm-hmm. Um, the first Rare game I played was either one of two. It was either Wizards and Warriors or Battletoads. I don't remember which one I played first, but I played the hell out of both of those games, and I love them very, very much. See, I don't remember Wizards and Warriors. I remember Battletoads. I remember Battletoads. So... But Wizards and Warriors was not a game that I owned. I thought it was kind of like a nerdy game, but I had a friend who had the game. He brought it to my house, and we we played the hell out of that game. And that was the first time I remember like seeing Rare and kind of remembering who they were. And then I played I played like Battletoads mm-hmm. and stuff. So Rare was really like the first name that I recognized. With like, man, I like I like their games. If I see their games, I'm going to go after them. You know, I'm going to play their games. And Wizards and Warriors was it was like Dungeons and Dragons basically, but. You know, you had like a knight, you had to get different power-ups and stuff. It uh-huh. was like, not really an RPG. I guess it had some very, very like RPG elements, but it was more of an action game for sure. Okay. You know, you had a health bar. Um, the, the levels were, man, they, they were almost like, they weren't open world because you're scrolling, but it felt very, you know, because you can go all over the place. You weren't like in one direction. You can go up, down, left, right. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of explore a little bit. And I love that about Wizards and Warriors. Yeah, I don't remember that. I've seen it come in the store a couple times. I've never played it. Uh, you know, Battletoads, definitely, definitely. I mean, everybody loves Battletoads, except for that damn bike level. What the hell was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The turbo. Yeah. Um, what the hell is it called? <laughs> turbo Turbo Tunnel? Mm-hmm. Jesus, God. <sighs> we talked about treasure making hard games, man. Battletoads. I'd never beat Battletoads. It was so hard. I never beat Battletoads. No way. But I had fun, fun playing it. It was fun playing. Exactly. And shout out to Keen, who's who's an, a member of Nerdthusiast. Best pause music ever of all time. <laughs> Battletoads. Battletoads. And then we had Battletoads... For Super Nintendo, also done by Rare. 
which was now that one I never played. That was good. It was it was it still played like Battletoads, but because it was on the Super Nintendo, it looked a whole lot better. Your characters were bigger. It was very Final Fight-ish. Did they have like the Turbo Tunnel kind of level? It was or did they make yes, it more it of a platformer? No, it was a more of a platform, but that that Turbo Tunnel, the riding the bikes was in it. I wish it wasn't. <laughs> I wish they just made a platformer. You know, like a beat 'em up platformer. That's all that's all the game needed to be. They need to get for me, they need to get rid of all that crap and I would have been like so much better. I even played did you play the new one they made from like I think it was a twenty twenty game on Xbox One? You know, I downloaded it and I never played it yet. So I- the beat 'em up, the brawling is good, mm-hmm. but then they had that tur- turbo tumble <laughs> stuff on it. It's a little easier, it's not as hard, but mm-hmm. it's still like I get it. You did it because it's Battletoads, but it's, this is the worst part of Battletoads. Just do the, the other brawler stuff. <laughs> platformer stuff, and I'll be happy. Yeah, no, I, I, I didn't play it. It's still sitting on my Xbox. I keep saying I am going to play it because uh, it's it's a rare game. So it's Battletoads. You have to play it. You do. You do. And rare. I'm just thinking. We so many great titles. Rare did. Rare is such beloved around the world, not just there- us. <laughs> Uh, there's a reason they Xbox paid a bunch of money to get them away from Nintendo. Oh, for real. That's because of the quality of the games that they make. And then we had uh, Banjo-Kazooie. So, quick story with Banjo-Kazooie. At the time the N64 was out, you could subscribe to some sort of letter. And this is like when the internet is like very early on. Nobody's watching videos on the internet. The bandwidth was not there. If you subscribe to a certain thing with Nintendo, they would send you VHS tapes to market their games. And I got one. Every time they sent me one of these, I was suckered right in. I bought right into it. And it didn't matter what Nintendo sent me. I got one for Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball on N64. Mm-hmm. Watched that tape. I bought Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball. <laughs> I got one for Banjo-Kazooie. And I remember looking at it. I was like, what the hell is this? It's like, why, <laughs> why is Nintendo sending me this? I watched the video. By the end of the video, I was like, oh, my God. I need to get Banjo-Kazooie. And it never let me down. That was like, that's probably my favorite Rare game. That or... A few other ones we'll get into. Banjo Kazooie. It it was fun. It was it was fun. It it was colorful. It played good. Is what you would expect coming from Rare. If you have OCD and you like collecting things, this is the place to be. Mm-hmm. Tons of collect feathers, uh, notes, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff in that game. Now, once Microsoft acquired Rare and then Banjo came out on Microsoft system. Do you think it still held up the same or different? Come on, nuts and bolts? Yeah. Nuts and bolts? No. It wasn't the same. I thought so too. No. It was just, you know. I mean, it was they, good to see I the character. They, did this thing. they were playing into like, oh, let's make it more of like an like an open world. Like, no, dude, just make ba- I don't need you to build cars. I need you to make Banjo Kazooie 3. Banjo 3E. That's what I need you to make. Stop trying to do all this other stuff. Do what you're good at. That's what I want you to do. Did you like Banjo and Tui, the second one? Not as much as the first one, but it was good. I agree. I agree with that. I think they tried to probably turn it around too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, it was even. I feel like there was even more stuff to collect in that game, which at some point it gets out of control. <laughs> I felt that way a little <laughs> bit about Tui, but no, the nuts and bolts one was not great. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not what Banjo Kazooie is to me. That's I agree. I agree. But Rare also made 
probably I mean, they made a game that is very controversial called Donkey Kong 64. Some people there's a there's a sect of people who absolutely love this game and a sect of people who hate it. I beat Donkey Kong 64. I enjoyed my time with it. I don't understand the hate. Yes, it's a collectathon, but at the time that's kind of what Rare was doing. Have you have you played DK64? I did. I did. What did you think? It was it was it was okay. You know, a lot of people bought Donkey Kong 64 expecting Donkey Kong Country. Like a a a nicer, powerful version of the Super Nintendo version of Donkey Kong. Uh, but Donkey Kong Country was great. I mean, man, the, another rare game. I mean, this this for SNES, this brought the SNES to like a whole other level. It was like, oh, you think Genesis has great graphics? Look at this. Look at and oh yes, look at this. Some people don't like that aesthetic. At the time, it was like, how are you doing this? How are you doing this on a Super Nintendo? Yep. Yep. Oh man, and, I, and the yes. gameplay was great. It was great. So so good. You know, so fast forward until, you know, the 64 era and then we get Donkey Kong 64. I think a lot of people were expecting to relive that Donkey Kong Country Super Nintendo game and got something different. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. But but this goes back to what we were talking about. Everything had to be 3D. Oh, you made Donkey Kong Country. It was really successful. Cool. Make it in 3D. You know, I, I'm sure that was the direction Nintendo gave Rare. Not to, mm-hmm. you know, not that they control everything, but they're like, listen, we have this machine, 3D is the thing. That's what we want you to make. And it was a good game, but it wasn't it wasn't Donkey Kong Country, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. During the SNES era, they also made another game that you are really familiar with. I've, I've played it, you know, back and forth, off and on a little bit, but... You're Mr. Fighting Game fan. Which game did they make for SNES that you love? Killer Instinct. Anybody that has listened to us or has watched our video know how I feel about Killer Instinct. Man. When I saw Killer Instinct in the arcade, I was hooked. We got it for Super Nintendo. I loved it. it then we got it for 64. Man, kill, I, I can't. What, what did you think about the 64 one compared to the Super Nintendo one? Back then, when the Super Nintendo version came out, it was the best thing ever. It was as close as we're going to get to the arcade. And I'm like, man, this is great. And we got the soundtrack too. I was like, man, this is, this is good. It's like I'm playing, I'm playing one of my favorite games at home. Loved it. They kept all the combos in there, the ultra combos, the sound effects, everything. Graphically, it suffered, of course. And then we got the 64 version. And the 64 version was as close to the arcade as you can get. It was running off the same hardware. Now, I never played the 64 version. Was this 2D or 3D at the time? I'm guessing it's 3D, but you tell it me. Was, it was 2D... With 3D backgrounds. So they still looked like, if you remember Killer Instinct, they had that 3D modeled look. Right. On top of on top of the background. So it was uh yeah. But it was a 2D plane. It was a 2D plane, yes. Okay. Awesome. I mean, that sounds great. That's how all fighting games should have been. Man. Man. I remember playing like Mortal Kombat in 3D and you like move your character like forward and back. I'm like, what the hell is all this? This is I, too much. I, yeah, I wasn't feeling Mortal Kombat in 3D. 
Mm-mm. I just it had to be the same. Deep. Wasn't the same. Well, look look at it now. They they learn from their mistakes. They're all two yeah. D now. They're you know two D now. Two D planes and like three D backgrounds. Yep. that's all it is. That's all it is. But Killer Instinct, okay, I, I, man, I can't speak enough about Killer Instinct. And then after all these years of asking, Microsoft gave me my new Killer Instinct that has Battletoads in it. <laughs> it's got as far as a hidden character. Now this was an Xbox One game. Do you know if that that version was developed by Rare or was that somebody else? It was made by another company uh, called Helix. Gotcha. Double, kind of like what they did with Battletoads. Yeah, I think it was Battletoads wasn't made by yeah. Rare, but Rare was like involved in some way. Correct, because it it's their property. Right, right. They probably just oversaw like like they probably just were like yeah, that's good. Keep doing that, or, or you know, change this or something like that. Yeah, I just wish we got more Killer Instinct. It's it's we get a Killer Instinct and then it disappears for ten years, and I gotta continually ask about it. Ten years later, I'll get a new one. <laughs> it's not like Mortal Kombat. I mean, ru- rumor has it years. that they're working on one, but no, nobody knows of the studio or anything yet. But there is a rumor that there's a new Killer Instinct on the way. Eventually, sure. At some point, ten more years, Wes. <laughs> exactly, ten more years of me asking, "Where's my Killer Instinct?" <laughs> I do need to give a shout out to some of Rare's racing games real briefly too. Uh, Diddy Kong Racing was like, you know, sort of like a cool, we made Mario Kart, it did really well. Let's make another Mario Kart, but with Diddy Kong and Donkey Kong and those characters. And only those use boats, planes, and cars. And it was it was a really good racing game at the time. Did you play Diddy Kong at all? I did. It was it was Mario Kart. It was a different version of Mario Kart with different characters. Now I think the people who think that Diddy Kong better is better than Mario Kart are, are insane. I think you're nuts. <laughs> I think Diddy Kong's a good game. It's not on the same level as Mario Kart, in my opinion. No, no, it's not. But it had that Mario Kart feel to it. Now Rare's first racing game that I'm familiar with is called RC Pro Am, and I love RC Pro Am specifically on Genesis. They made Championship Pro Am, which is my favorite version of the game. And this was like Mario Kart before Mario Kart. Did you ever check any of the program games out? I never. I saw them. Mm. Never, never played them. Never owned them. They're so much fun. Like you're controlling like a little RC car. So like it's completely unrealistic the way you're driving. Like it's a very arcade style racing game. Um, But you get weapons and like power ups and stuff. You know, you can like tune up your engine uh, if you collect enough parts and things like that. The game is awesome, Wes. You need you need to go back and check it out. Um, any version is good, but that championship okay. program on the Genesis is something special. Top notch. Okay, I'll, I'll check it out. We do. We are going to get into the heavy hitters. I'm sure you guys are like, why haven't you talked about rare heavy hitters? We're going to get there in a second. I just want to give a shout out to the 360 titles. There was a uh, Sea of Thieves game, like I mentioned earlier, which is popular with certain people. You never played that either, I'm guessing, right? See, nope, did not. But one game I did play, uh, sorry, Sea of Thieves was Xbox One era, Cameo Elements of Power, Power mm-hmm. and Viva Pinata were 360 era. And yes. their their games were fantastic. I played Viva Pinata a hell of a lot. But Cameo, Cameo has one of the worst, worst intros in any game. It's probably like a solid hour of you like going through this tutorial and it's awful. But as <laughs> soon as you get out of that tutorial, it's fantastic. It, Cameo was good. Cameo was a launch title, and I remember playing it. It was like, okay, this is not bad. And Viva Pinata was just just different. All right, guys, so you might know we're wearing different clothes. It's actually a completely different day. 
Uh, Wes is not in the store. We had uh, some pretty messed up technical difficulties that had to have us stop the show and like record another day. So we're back at it. We last talked about Cameo and Viva Pinata very briefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going to leave that there. Those are those are some games you should definitely check out on 360. But the next set of games we're going to talk about is like peak rare, in my opinion. Definitely. Definitely peak rare. And this, of course, is their shooters, which is Goldeneye and Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark. Which do you prefer, out of curiosity? Well, I, I would prefer... Goldeneye, but Perfect Dark is really good as well. I think my problem, and it's not even a problem with Perfect Dark, is everybody was coming off of Goldeneye, and when they announced Perfect Dark, everybody assumed we were going to get another Goldeneye, and we got something a little different. I think that was the problem I had with it. There was like like aliens and stuff in the game. The, the weapons mm-hmm. were... Well, a bit more over the top and not realistic. Not to say that GoldenEye is like the most realistic first-person shooter, but they had, you know, like, realistic weapons. You know, they had, like, right. an AK. They had, like, mm-hmm. you know, pistols and stuff. You know, mines. Like, they didn't have, like, a laptop gun. <laughs> so, so, like, that, that was a perfect dark. No, not that that was a bad game. Like I said, it's just really different. It was and, different. I like that real feel that Goldeneye had. Plus, I think it was James Bond and like Pierce Brosnan was an awesome James Bond. And like, I don't know, man. I just I prefer Goldeneye personally. But I'm not saying Perfect Dark's a bad game. It was just different. But it was still the gameplay was still there. Oh, the gameplay was was still perfect. It was still fun to play. The story was good. You know, she was still a spy. But it it just paled in comparison to to Goldeneye, and that's what we were used to. Yeah, I mean. The, the levels of Goldeneye were just so iconic, too. Like, the, if you guys go back and watch the story of Goldeneye, it was, like, slapped together, like, super fast. And, like, it's unbelievable <laughs> that the game turned out the way that it did. Like, like truly unbelievable. And it's... I, I, can't, I can't even tell you how much time I sunk to that game. There were two different moments in my life. It was once when the game came out. You know, I probably played that game for, like, three years or something. Like, nonstop, mm-hmm. you know, playing multiplayer with friends and just... 100%ing like everything in the game. And then later on in college, I went back and got a 64 again in GoldenEye and, you know, just went through all that stuff again. I had my originals, but like I didn't uh-huh. bring them to college. Like I had, we I, when I worked there at the store with you, when we right. worked at uh, EB, I picked up another N64 then. I was probably like 30 bucks for an N64 and like $5 for a copy of GoldenEye. Yep. And I was like, yep. oh, I don't even think I bought any other games. I was like, yeah, just give me this. This is, <laughs> this is all I need. And we played that, you know, till four o'clock in the morning, many nights. Well, what did you think of Perfect Dark on 360? Because that was a launch title. I think people were too harsh on it. That's what I think. I, I actually enjoyed that game. I didn't think it was great. I didn't mm-hmm. think it was as good as the, the first Perfect Dark. But the, the hate that was going at it, like, I think there was better multiplayer games out at the time. And I think that's really what people were raking over the coals were, you know, for was mm-hmm. the but, but I still enjoyed that multiplayer. I had a good time with Perfect Dark. Granted, it was a launch game, and you can say there wasn't a ton to play at that time, but I just I feel like people don't give the, that game the credit it deserves. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. You know, hopefully, rumor has it, if they're true, we're getting another Perfect Dark. Oh, it's true. So I'm curious to see what, what that one's going to turn out like. 
I had super high hopes for this, and I just became worried about it probably a few months ago because uh, Xbox announced that they're bringing in Crystal Dynamics, which is a you know mm. not a team that they own, right? To to work on the game, which is like weird. Like you, you guys made the uh, the initiative is the name of the studio that's supposed to be producing it, and this is supposed to be their big, you know. This is like their 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 top like their 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 marquee studio, that's built from the ground up, and they're built to make Perfect Dark as their first game, and then a few years into the project, they're like, oh yeah, Crystal Dynamics is going to help us with it. It's like, well, what happened? What do you mean? What are you talking about? So I, I we're probably not going to see this game for like another three or four years, is my guess. Yeah, I mean, Crystal Dynamics has been around a long time. I mean, are they going to make our list? Eh, maybe not, not this time, but. They had I, some I like some, a lot of their games. Exactly. They they were good. So I mean, I will I will put my faith in Crystal Dynamics that they're going to do it justice. But you we'll understand see. my concern though, right? Like oh, of how course. Do you, what do you mean you get another team? Like what <laughs> what are you talking about, man? I think like if Naughty Dog was like, "Listen, this new Last <laughs> of Us Part 3, we're bringing in Crystal Dynamics to help." Everybody was like, "What are you talking about?" What do you mean? Yeah. So I have a lot of concerns, but I... Okay. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. All right. So Perfect Dark Goldeneye, definitely, definitely up there on Rare's list. Now, there's one final title. This was a late release on N64. And mm-hmm. I think that because it was a late release is why this game is actually pretty valuable now. Probably one of the more expensive N64 games. And that is Conker's Bad Fur Day. <laughs> I can't help but laugh every time we, we talk about Conquer. <laughs> Dude, that game was so awesome. It was, it was, so it was over the top, man. You start out drunk and have a hangover in the beginning <laughs> of the game. This little squirrel that looks all like cute and furry. like He gets wasted and he's cursing all the time. All oh, the time. <laughs> like I said, we talk about Conquer and I just can't help but to like laugh. It's That game was so much fun. And, ever- and to... And to believe it came out on a Nintendo system? What? Yo, that goes to show you. Rare had so much, you know, good faith with Nintendo. They were like, do whatever you want. <laughs> we don't care. You know what I mean? Because all those bangers on N64, mm-hmm. 75% of them were from Rare. Yep. Yep. All the sexual innuendo in a Nintendo game. I was like, oh my God, what are we playing? <laughs> but we couldn't stop playing it. I'm curious. I, I don't know when I, I think this was before I, it was, it was before I started working in the, in the video game stores at that time. Mm-hmm. Did you have any parents come back and like try to return the game because they didn't understand that it was like a mature game? I don't think we had too many only because it did have the mature rating on it. If I'm not mistaken, I want to say it had adults only. No, no, it's, it's M. It, it was M. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we made sure we told parents, hey, this is an adult game. It's mature. This is what's in it. But it's just like Grand Theft Auto. Little Johnny was like, mom, buy me this. Parents don't know what they're buying. We try to tell them. It's up to them. So, no, we didn't have too many returns because we made sure the parents knew exactly what was in that game. That's smart. But, you know, of course, I don't know how it was back then, but, like, later on, during EB games and like GameStop and stuff, they like mandated you need to check if they're you know you can get oh, yeah, you ha- literally get fired if you sold a game to a minor. Yep, you had to check for ID. Yep. 
now I feel like nobody cares anymore. Like that's almost like out the window. And I, th- I think the reason for that is, is because they're like, you just download games now. So right. I feel like they're like, well, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, every time a little kid comes in there and they're like, oh, let me get Grand Theft Auto. I'm like, nah, you can't, you can't buy Grand Theft Auto. All right, cool. Let me get a PlayStation Network card. Oh, all right. What are they going to use that for? You know, exactly. Like, Come on, man. It's so stupid now. Uh, but anyway, uh, those are some of the top games from Rare. Rare's probably my favorite developer. If not, you know, they're certainly up there. There's a lot, a lot of Nintendo love for favorite developers for me. Yeah, Rare, Rare is definitely up there on my list as well. Now, speaking of favorite developers, is this next developer your favorite? It's it's up there. It's one of them. They I, mean, had I know some. you're a huge Sega fan, so I figure oh, this is going to be at least number one, two, or three for you. It's up there. It's up there. And, and we're talking about AM2. They made some classic, classic titles, Wes. What, what yes, is your, they did. Out of the ones they made, what is your absolute favorite AM2 game? Ooh, probably. All right. It's a toss-up. Because it, it's going to be the Virtual Fighter series. Okay. Or it's going to be Shenmue. Really? Yes. I mean, Shen Shenmue gets. I don't think it gets like hardly any love anymore. But back in the day, it was it was certainly a marquee title. It was it was innovative. I mean, but it was Sega took their creativity and and pumped out Shenmue, which was one of those games that we've never seen at the time because you played this kid's life. You know, you got a job. It had day and night changes. You can go to the vending machine. You can go to the casino. But in the same time, you also fought. And you had to do certain tasks. And you learned how to fight uh, to avenge your father's death. Yo, Shenmue was great. I feel like the modern day version of this would be Yakuza. And I hope to God you played the Yakuza games for us. You know they what? Are... No, I didn't. None of them. <laughs> I think I might have bought one or two. And they're just sitting on the shelf. I ha- Everybody tells me Yakuza was great because I know it's made by Sega. It's so good, Wes. Like really, really like. It's like it's it's like a modern day Shenmue. Hmm. It has like role playing elements, but it's more hmm. of like a more like a beat 'em up. At least the early games. Now it's more like a, they, the newest version is like an RPG. That same element of like you can go all over and do all sorts of stuff. They have like. They have like arcades you can go to and play like mm-hmm. actual Sega games inside of the game. So you'd be like hopping into like Space Harrier and start playing some Space <laughs> Harrier and stuff. They have Sega skull skull cranes in there. You know you can go to batting cages. You can hmm. all all sorts of just random stuff are put into the game. And it's not only that the story is great and there's like over the top moments that are ridiculous. So there's like some comedy to the game. Right. I would say you definitely want to play this for sure, man. It probably. I would probably start with zero because that's if you go chronologically, that's technically right, that's the first, the first. one. I I like Kiwami better, which I'm like an outcast. Like everybody says, zero is the best one that I've heard, but uh, I really like Kiwami, which is technically the remake of the first one. Everybody, everybody talked about uh, Yakuza, but you know because I I love Shenmue, and then we got Shenmue three that came out on on PlayStation four uh, a couple years ago. Yep. So, I mean, AM2, they, yeah, AM2 probably is probably my favorite Sega developer because they cranked out some original titles. Oh, for sure, man. You know, they're I, responsible for Outrun. 
Outrun is like classic, classic, especially in arcades. It is on, it is on like consoles and stuff. Come on, that like Outrun is an arcade game. That's what it was there for. Yep, Daytona USA is another great racer by AM2. Oh man, Daytona, Daytona, Daytona USA is like the the best way I can describe. Here, let's make the most basic racing game in the world, but it's going to be so much fun. Yes, that's Daytona USA, man. It's it's very basic, but it's like my number one played game on the Sega Saturn. Without a doubt, like I pop in Daytona, and that song that guy just singing Daytona. Oh my god, <laughs> Daytona! Arcade, it was great too. I had, oh my god, love me some Daytona. Yeah, yeah, Daytona. AM2, AM2, you got you got to show that love. They're they're high on my list of developers, definitely. They're definitely up there too. And I would say they were peak around that period of time, like around the Sega Saturn. That's when they were really, really Mm -hmm. shining. I mean, you mentioned Virtual Fighter earlier, which is, you know, this is the beginning of 3D fighting games. It pretty much started there. I mean, go back and look at the first Virtual Fighter. It doesn't get much more basic than that, people. <laughs> no. It's polygons. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And they um, they move all slow. Oh, my God. But it was fun. And it was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is th- this is a 3D fighting game. Yep. What is this? But Virtual Cop is another one that I loved. Like, I know that uh, series is basically dead now, but I played the hell out of that on Saturn also. It was like, you know, I just like light gun games. I guess I'm a sucker for that. You guys can see some have some <laughs> background, but I really enjoy light gun games. And then we had this is an odd one that was on Dreamcast, and I played it in the arcade, but I enjoyed it. The 18 wheeler American Pro Trucker. I, I mean, <laughs> I never played it. I know exactly what you're talking about because it came out during the PS2 GameCube era, at least on yeah. console. Yeah. Uh, but I never played it. I didn't. Even, I. I wouldn't have thought for a second that the game was good. So you're telling me the game is actually good? I enjoy. I don't want to call it <laughs> Crazy Taxi with Trucks, but it was Crazy Taxi with Trucks. Hey, man, now you're selling me on the game. <laughs> you drove this big 18-wheeler rig, you know, hauling, you know, your, your load from point A to point B, but it had a lot of crazy taxi elements because you're you on the highway. As fast and, as you could? As fast as you could. Uh, you know, but you had to, it had gears and you had to be careful because you can slip your gear and it was, it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Did the trucks control like, like a truck would control with a physics yes. similar to a truck? Okay. They were, it, it was, they weren't like super fast, like crazy taxi cars. They were, they were big. They were slow. You had to build up the speed. So they handled a lot like trucks. I feel like there would be a lot of explosions in that game. Were there a lot of explosions? In that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no explosions. Ah, no, should have been. But it, it was just fun. It was fun. That's awesome. I might have to give that a check. I I don't think I own this game, but I bet you it's less than twenty bucks. So oh I'll yeah, check that out. I mean, depending on what system you buy for, because I I bought it on Dreamcast. I remember playing it in the arcade. I would probably get it for like G- Dreamcast or. GameCube or something. Yeah, because it did come out for PS2, like you said, in GameCube. So now the last one I want to mention for AM2 is Beach Bikers. 
Beach Bikers is a GameCube, I think exclusive, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah. And this is a great volleyball game. I mean, there's been a lot of volleyball games since then. I'm sure if I played it right now, it probably wouldn't hold up to today's, today's standards. But it was really, really good at the time. Like, this is like the best volleyball game that came out up to that point. It was fantastic. And I'm sure it didn't sell that well because it's, it's a volleyball mm-hmm. game. But it was really, really good. And this was made by M2 also. Yes, it was. Yeah, I remember we sold quite a few. And a lot of people, once they got it and started playing it, it was great. Yeah, those, those one-off sports titles, like, you know, every once in a while, they'll just hit for me. Like like Beach Volleyball, that was great. Mm-hmm. And then you had, of course, this is different. This is not AIM2, but Rockstar, when they made Table Tennis, that game was excellent. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. Who would have thought a freaking Table Tennis game would be fantastic? Ping Pong. Oh, so man, that game was so much fun to play. And it was challenging, too. It wasn't like you guys just picked it up and like, oh, I got this. It was like, nah, man, you got to get good. You got to get good at ping pong. You do. I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, another developer, but it was still great. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So the next developer that we're going to talk about is one of the OGs. This is classic. I don't care who you are. They're, they're a shell of their former selves today, mm-hmm. but their former selves were glorious we're talking this developer be your favorite probably going to be rare because i had like i I mean these these guys made some excellent excellent titles this is probably my number two off the top of my head okay i mean rare rare holds just such a special place in my heart but these guys made just i mean when you talk about nes this is if you're not talking about a nintendo made game you're probably talking about not capcom the other one konami and Konami mm-hmm. made, like, you know, so many excellent NES games, especially during that period of time. And they made some great ones on Super Nintendo, of course, as well. What's your favorite Konami game? Ooh. Oh, man. Konami, Konami did so many great, great titles. But I have to say, I think Konami is going to be most known for Turtles. For it, that period of time? They or did Turtles, yeah. Because uh, they did Turtles. They did Turtles for Super NES. I mean, that they was did. that was Turtles in Time. That was turtles like in time. Yep. the best version of any of those Turtles games. You know, they did Turtles, Hyperstone Adventures for the Genesis. Mm-hmm. Another you know? game. So, yeah, t- t- Turtles. You say Konami, a lot of people are going to automatically think Turtles. They're going to think, especially for the arcade, they're going to think Simpsons. They're going to think X-Men. You say Konami? Did, did Konami did the Simpsons one too? The Simpsons arcade game? Oh yeah. That was Konami? That was Konami. Oh, man. I don't think I was aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, they're friggin' man, they made so many great games. But I on the home say- market, yeah. I'd I'd say Turtles. Um I'd say I Turtles. I disagree with you. I, I think Turtles would have been the best, like or the most recognizable back then, but now I would say it's Metal Gear. Ah, true. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah, I think Metal This is coming from me. I, I don't care about Metal Gear at all. I don't like Metal Gear. Not interested in Metal Gear. I've tried At all? No, I, I, I played... I gave Metal Gear multiple tries, multiple versions, multiple systems. And I always had a problem with the controls. So, it's just out the window for me. I don't care. I'm over it. Ooh. But I know that's like the most... You know, today is probably like the most beloved thing that they've done. So... Yeah, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid, 
uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, Sons of Liberty. Three, everybody raised three is like the best Snake Eater. I really love like Metal Gear Solid and Part 2 a lot. Yeah, I mean, if I, I think I tried to play Part 2 before. I think I played, correct me if I'm wrong, but on original Xbox, there was Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance. Was that yes. the original Xbox? Yes. So I played that where there, you know, somebody was like, "Oh, it's 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 Metal Gear Solid 2, but the controls are fixed. The camera is better." No, it wasn't. <laughs> I lied. It was slightly better than a pile of crap. So, <laughs> but that's why well, I can never get into those games. Okay. Uh, well, Metal Gear holds a a a spot in just about every gamer's heart because. Solid Snake. Who? Why? You know, it's Solid Snake. Who doesn't like Snake? I'm a minority, but mm. it's not that I don't like Snake. It's just that I don't like the gameplay. So, okay, okay. Um, one of my favorite Konami games. It has to be Silent Hill. Now, this is another series I never played before, but I need to. I like this is something wow. I'd be interested in actually giving a shot because I don't know that I've ever even started a Silent Hill game before. Silent Hill One was yo that game was scary that game was so scary you had these little shadow babies that was like walk around when you're in a certain section and you couldn't do anything to them they wouldn't do anything to you they were just there and they just like freaked me out silent hills it, it came on the heels of resident evil but yeah, i just came out what like it maybe like a year or two after the first resident after evil? uh and but it was the the scare factor was turned way up it was twisted Really? And then we got, than Resident Evil? I want to say yeah. Oh, wow. And then we got the second one, which was far better than the first one. And I love the first one. But the graphics were better because it came out on the more powerful systems, PS2. And uh, story-wise, it was great. We got the introduction of Pyramid Head. And it was just twisted. I wanted to go back and play some of these. And I, I recently like looked at... Uh getting there there's a silent silent hill hd collection that came out during the mm -hmm. xbox 360 and ps3 era yep and i was looking around and getting one i found one for under 20 bucks i was like okay it's brand new under 20 bucks mm -hmm. then i started reading the reviews and like apparently they did like a botched port job and like it's not it's like a broken it's not completely broken but it's like you should just go play the originals play so the original <laughs> i was like man all i want to do is spend 20 bucks get you know the first two games or whatever's in that collection and, and check it out and now i'm just like well if they're botched i gotta go back and buy the originals and i don't know if you guys have gone back and checked the prices of the ps1 games but jesus god man was it? it's like it's probably 250 dollars if you want one and two something like that something like that because i think i i sent you a text i'm like i took a picture because someone in the store traded in silent hill one for playstation two three and four, and I'm like, "Hey, are you interested in these? You remember I sent you that picture?" Yeah, oh, I, re I remember. <laughs> and they were all like over a hundred dollars. I'm like, "No." <laughs> yeah, they were. No. <laughs> yeah, they were. You're trying to get a hundred dollars. No offense, your prices are your, your prices are correct. Like that's that's what the going rate is for. So I'm not saying anything against the prices. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm. It's a greatest hit game. They were selling that game for twenty dollars in 1990. Come yes, on, man! Were. Like, come on, like. I can't. I can't do it. I can't justify it in my mind. <laughs> they are definitely sought after. Granted, I just bought a Super Nintendo game for $150, so who knows, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I should shut up, I guess, because I'm not making any damn sense. <laughs> need, need, to, need to get that that Silent Hill love, man. But one that, day. You know, one day. All right. You know, but, but we also had Silent Hill, but then there's another series that's beloved by millions of people, and that is Castlevania. And now we're talking, man. Castlevania. Now we are cooking with some fire. Like, this, so I didn't get, I'm a late bloomer to Castlevania. I really didn't start playing these games till around like GBA. That was the, my mm. first experience with them. And I never beat like hardly any of them. I mean, I just, I played them for a while. They were good. They were fun. Be, they were something. You talking about like Aria Sorrow and stuff? Yeah, I had Aria Sorrow uh, and Circle of the Moon. Mm. And then I got, uh, I'm always missing one of those trilogies. So there was three on GBA. I'm missing, I think it's like Harmony of Something on GBA. And then there's three on DS, and I'm missing mm-hmm. one of the one, like the middle one. I'm always missing the middle one. I get the first <laughs> one, and I get the third one. I'm missing whatever the second one was on, on DS. And those games are freaking awesome, man. And, and like, if you go, I went back later and I played, mm-hmm. you know, the, the classic ones, like from, from the original Nintendo, and they're good. Mm-hmm. They're good. They're all they're good great. games. I think what changed Castlevania was Symphony of the Night, though. When when they released Symphony of the Night on PlayStation, my God, man, people lost their minds. That was I, so good. I went back and played this later. I, my first experience was playing this on the PlayStation Vita, and it was fan. It was it was just a port. It was great. It was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Those are, those are my favorite games now. Like that that specific style of game. Like uh, there's like a series called Bloodstained. They made uh, Ritual mm-hmm. of the Night came out a couple yep. years ago. Dude, yep. it's like it was like a sequel to Castlevania. I agree. Yeah, it was definitely a spiritual successor. It, it was so. It was. I wouldn't say it was as good, but it was damn good. Like, if you like those styles of games, you guys need to hop on that. All right. Well, since we're talking about Castlevania, what's your take on the Nintendo sixty four ones, the three D ones? Didn't play them. Don't care. I need okay. that two D goodness. Well, what what about the God of War like ones that they released for three sixty and PS three? Didn't play them. Don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm, I just I just need them in I need them in two D, man. Okay. Like I don't even have I have some of them because I got them on like Xbox or somewhere. You know they weren't very expensive, mm-hmm. and I might play them one day. But I'm really just like, uh, but if you're like, oh man, it's like you know, uh, it's like the old school ones, like from the Nintendo, mm-hmm. or if it's like. Uh, uh, the PS1 one. Oh my god, what the hell's the name of it? You just mentioned it. Symphony of the Night. Symphony of the Night. Oh my god. Mine just <laughs> melted. Uh, if it's like that style of game, those are the ones I'm down for. Okay. You just like the traditional side-scrolling, left-to-right gameplay. Okay. Yeah. No. Did you play the 3D ones? Did you like those ones at all? They were, they were very God of War-like type games. They were okay. Yeah. You already have a God of War. We we need we need Castlevania to be Castlevania. True, true, <laughs> true. I guess that's why we got Bloodstain. <laughs> oh yeah, hope they're gonna do another Bloodstain too. So I can't wait for that. I want to go back to the old school ones real quick. So we the the first the first game that I remember playing was a Konami game, and that was Frogger. That's the first game I really remember playing on the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, mm-hmm. and I had a blast with that game. It was so much fun. They, I think I played it at my aunt's house. They had like. Frogger and Pitfall. Pitfall was fine. Frogger was my jam, though, man. That's all I wanted to do was play some Frogger. 
Frogger. Everybody loved playing Frogger in the arcade. It was it was easy. Well, I won't say it was easy. It was simple. It was simple to, to understand. Correct. It it was like, oh, you just make him just make him go over there and just don't die. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Jumping yeah, on now, the turtle's back and and the logs and catching a fly and <laughs> definitely like those games back then were just different like that like pac-man and stuff dude those games are timeless classics that will never get old never, never. i still play frogger to this day do you really i got on my well i had it on my 360 that version's mm-hmm. available on my xbox one which is now available on my series x so yeah i can go play frogger right now if i want to okay but i do play it probably once a year at least like at a minimum <laughs> okay that's that's good Oh yeah, man. You got you got to stay with it, you know. What about Contra? How do you feel about Contra? Man, Contra, that's another that's another classic, man. That's another is. classic. And I love shooters. It was a running gun shooter. Insanely difficult. I think every Contra game I have touched, I have never beaten because they are so incredibly hard. I don't think that the first Contra is is as hard as like you know, I think Super C is probably harder than the first Contra, and I think that Contra Hardcore is one of like the hardest games I've ever played in my life. Like, I don't even yes. understand how that game is possible. Like, I I want to watch somebody <laughs> speed run that game and just have my mind blown because that game is ridiculous. It is. It was man, that game is so hard, so hard. Even did with you, the codes. <laughs> did you have the opportunity back in the day to play Contra in the arcades? Did you ever do that? I did. I never played the arcade version. Was it was it pretty similar to the NES version, or was it, like it a was. lot better? I mean, of course, the graphics. It was an arcade machine, so the graphics looked better and cleaner. Right. Um, but it, the gameplay was pretty much spot on to what you would expect. They didn't change the mechanics of what Contra was. I mean, it wasn't. I'm thinking because it wasn't made by Konami, but we had the Genesis had Midnight Resistance, which was their Contra clone. Yep. I never played that one either. I think I think I think I had that actually. I think I got like a loose cart like for free mm-hmm. from somewhere. It's Contra. It's Contra? I might have to go back and check that out then. It's now. Contra. But I think I'm trying to think. I think my favorite Contra game would have to be for Super Nintendo. Uh Alien War. Yeah, I got that maybe I think I got that about two years ago. I just never got around to playing it. Like I got the cart and everything, mm-hmm. so you're saying that's the best version? I think that that's probably my favorite Contra of all the Contra games. That's my probably my favorite Contra game. I mean, is it for me? Would it be playable for someone who can't play hardcore, but I can play like the original just fine? <sighs> yes. Okay. I want to. I want to say it's the difficulty is turned down just a little bit from hardcore. Oh. But it's still difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's still the one hit kills, you know. Um, but it just it on the Super Nintendo, it looked really nice. It was colorful. The sound, the soundtrack was great. It sounded well. That that's probably my my favorite Contra of. I'm just trying to think because we got we got a couple Contra remakes over the years, but that's 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 always going to be my my favorite. Yeah, they they made like a over the top version of Contra or something like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It got terrible reviews. It looked awful, Wes. It didn't even look like a Contra game. I'm like, what? What are you guys doing? Just make just make another Contra game. Yeah, what Why? was that Contra Rogue something? 
Rogue Rogue Core? Rogue Rogue I bought it. It's oh, Contra. Wes. You, you know <laughs> you know me. It was Contra. I was like, ooh, new Contra game. I'm buying it. Oh, dude. I know, and I did play it, but I was like, eh, eh, eh. It wasn't Contra. It just said it in the box, that's all. It really wasn't. No. You gotta stop messing around with this stuff, man. You gotta stick to <laughs> stick to what's good. And what else is good is Rocket Knight Adventure, which is a classic Sega Genesis title. Oh, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, this is prop. This is probably top tier Genesis, right? Like, this is probably in most people's top mm-hmm. ten list. I would imagine if you, if you've ever played the game. I, you know what? I don't know because it was. I don't think a lot of people know what Rocket Knight Adventures was. Or well, still that's, that's is. If you played the game, it's probably okay. in the top ten. But if you didn't, you probably never even heard of it, or you probably would have looked at the box at a rental store and been like, "Yeah, what's this?" <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is definitely one of Konami's shining moments for the Genesis. It's like a platformer. I wouldn't say it's a platformer, but it's it's really fantastic, and there's like unique power ups graphically. Mm-hmm. This is one of the best-looking Genesis games, like, hands down. I agree with that. Now, there's three other titles we have on our list that we came up with. Uh, I'm going to mention one of them pretty briefly. Pro Evolution Soccer was unbelievably important, uh, I would say, Mm -hmm. in the early 2000s. This game Mm -hmm. was kicking the crap out of FIFA. Like, you can't imagine that today, but this game was beating the crap out of FIFA for a number of years. The game was better than Mm -hmm. FIFA because I was playing a lot of soccer games at that time. And Pro Evolution was like a step above. And it actually made FIFA step up their game and create a better game uh, after getting their butt kicked you know, a few years in a row by Pro Evolution, or at that time it was called Winning 11 Soccer. Winning 11, yeah. Oh, man, I remember people coming into the store, you know, when, when FIFA and, you know, Pro Evolution came out, or like you said, Winning 11, and people would gravitate towards Pro Evolution automatically. It was a better game. It, it was. was designed better. They had like that game is like nothing now, but at the time it was serious competition to FIFA and made FIFA ten times better. Like it really mm-hmm. did. It took a few years, but FIFA became incredibly better because they were getting their butt beat so bad by Pro Evolution. Let's mention this one because it's a little bit more of a minor title. Like kids today are gonna have no idea what the hell this game is, not a clue. So, and I I don't care about RPGs. So Wes, tell me what you think about Sukaden one and two. One and two. You know what? When they came out on well, when the first one came out on PlayStation, it was it was riding the wave because there was a, wasn't a lot of RPGs at the time, and I, from if I'm not mistaken, Final Fantasy VII wasn't out yet, so people were just hungry for RPGs. These were but, PS1 games, then is that PS1 right? correct? Okay. And I think what made Suikoden so popular was the amount of characters that the game each game had. I from I want to say it was like 108 characters you can find and have join your party. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, it was it was a lot. It was a lot. And then part 2 came out and even added to that. So that was the whole attraction to to Suikoden is is just getting the amount of people in your party. It was, a, it was a grind fest. 
It was a so, grind fest. So Final Fantasy was a better game. This was like this was a good RPG, but not not. It was, oh yeah. Like, it was it wasn't Final Fantasy seven level, but it was really good. It was really good. Yeah, was it was it turn based? I'm guessing yes. it probably was from back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think just about everything was turn based. I know, unfortunately. Not I'm not the turn based fan. <laughs> you know, um, um, while we're sitting here, I just want to throw one that we haven't talked about. It's not on our, our list, but it just popped into my head. Track and field. Oh yeah, that was Konami. That that was yeah. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you know what? Track and field. This was another game that I only experienced on the NES, and it was a solid game on the NES, but it was probably, I'd imagine, much better in the arcade. I'm, I'm assuming you probably have some sort of familiarity with the arcade version. I do. Played the arcade, and then when it came out on, on PlayStation, I was like, on all PlayStation? about it. Track and field, yes. Are you serious? I want to say it was international track and field. But yes, it was made by Konami. Because remember, Konami had their little sports line. Yeah. Um, track and know field. They came out on PS1, though. That's nuts. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It was fun. But I just want a quick little passing. Well, of course, man. Now, the last thing I wanted to mention is a true revolution that Konami built. And that is Dance Dance Revolution. I mean, this was <laughs> everywhere. Probably, when do you think this started? Like 1998, 1999? No, was it? The, no, no way. Was it? No, it was on PS1, brother? PS2 came out in 2001, right? Didn't yeah. PS2 come out in 2001? So this had to be 98, 99. Maybe 2000. Or was it 2000? Because I know Dreamcast was 99, Xbox was 2001. Oh, maybe. Okay. Let's say 99 or 2000. Oh, yeah, you know what? Around. Okay. That's right, because it was on PS1. All it right. was. The first one was on PS1. Maybe, maybe even two was on PS1. I don't remember. But even before then, it would have been out in the arcades. So mm-hmm. it's not crazy to say 1998 or 1999. Yeah, that's true. That just seems so long ago. <laughs> it was so long ago. <laughs> All right, Matt, tell the truth. You was getting your dance dance on, wasn't you? <laughs> not in public. <laughs> I don't think I ever played the game once in public, but I had dance pads. I had the game. That game was a blast to play. And it was like the first time I was like, man, I feel like I'm actually like probably losing some weight playing this game because I'm sweating my ass off right now. <laughs> but it was fun, man. I didn't care. Like it had, sure, it had like a lot of poppy songs and stuff, but it was uh-huh. it was a lot of fun to play. And I got pretty good at it at one point, but I certainly wasn't going to an arcade and playing that. There's no way in hell. <laughs> man, not doing watching that. people in the arcade were, they were so good. They were amusing just to watch because they were so good. Those people turn around, they're not even looking at the screen. And they're just <laughs> nailing it. And just like, what the hell is this? What are you talking about, man? They just had the rhythm down, you know? Yeah. Did you yeah, play they... it? Did you have any experience doing it? No, I, that was not me. That was not my thing. <laughs> you know, we bought we bought Dance Dance and I bought Pump It Up. You know, and the kids were, my kids would play it. They would play it all the time. But nah, me nah. Was Pump It Up the Mad Cats version of Dance Dance Revolution? Is that what that was? Because I think they no. made a... No. It was a totally different company. It was another dance game that had its pad. Different music, different, you know, all licensed music and everything. But it was just, it was different. It's called Pump It Up. But Mad Cats made the pads, didn't they? I remember Mad Cats being involved with did that. Did they? I think I they know. did. Or you know what they went? They were making third party accessories. Maybe they Correct. made third. Maybe they made third party dance pads. That might be a possibility. Okay. 
Yeah. But where I live, they just opened up like another, like a new arcade. It's called Lucky Snake. Um, it's in the showboat in Atlantic City. That's and awesome. it's 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 part retro, part new stuff, but they have like two dance dance machines in there. And people are always on them. Yeah, man. I bet they are. That's <laughs> the fun people are always me. on them. <laughs> to this day. I'm gonna get you on there one day. Yeah, no, you ain't. <laughs> shoot a video of you. <laughs> no, you ain't. <laughs> we'll pop on some, see if they got some prints on there for you. <laughs> oh, man. But no, nah, Dance Dance was fun. You guys should check it out. Uh, it, it was of the time for sure. I love all those games, man. Like Guitar Hero, Rock Band. Oh, man, mm-hmm. those were my shit. Those were so yeah. good. Yeah, they were. Wes, this was one of your picks. This is a, a, a team that I love very much also for certain reasons. Not the top of my list, but this is a solid, solid pick for sure. Why do you think Team Ninja, is, or why do you feel Team Ninja is one of your most beloved developers? Because uh, they gave me, Team Ninja gave me two classic games that I just, I love. And and it's not just me, it was, it's everybody, but one of them was Dead or Alive, which is a fighting game. You know, I love my fighters. Oh, yeah. No Dead or Alive was so good. It rivaled Virtual Fighter because the play mechanics were very similar. Uh, the The original one was innovative because you had to input your age before you played it. What? Yes, because as long as you were over 18, the, the women's breasts, they bounced. Oh, my <laughs> There was there was there was breast physics. <laughs> when you say the first one, was this like on console or in the arcade? It was on console on PlayStation. Okay, PS1. but they 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 naturally bounced anyway in the arcade. Yeah, I played these games. I mean, they they are good games, but they are a very unique style of fighting game. So I I didn't play the early ones. I didn't play PS One. I played. A little bit later, I think the first one I played was on Xbox 360. I think it was Dead or Alive 3. Oh, you I, didn't do 2 on Dreamcast? No, never played oh, 2 man. on Dreamcast. 2, 2! See, this is why I love Team Ninja. Because Team Ninja takes the the best parts of their previous game and turn up the intensity like 100 to the next one. Because Dead or Alive was just your your typical fighting game virtual fighter clone okay it was great but then dead or alive 2 came out and they added the graphics were a hundred times better but they added the multi-tier fighting stages where you can knock someone off and they would continue the fight like on the waterfall you knock somebody off the waterfall and they would jump down to continue the fight or yo it was that was one of the best dreamcast launch titles I'm going to have to go back and at check that, that out, man. That's pretty cool. I mean, they did that in the later ones, of course, as well. Right. Um, but With that, three really and awesome. four. Yeah. I, I want to see how the, the mechanics changed, too, because I don't know how it was between one and two. Maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong. But when you got to, like, three, uh, three was on original Xbox. So that must have been mm-hmm. where I started playing, actually. Because I know right. I had and three for sure. Those games were very defense-based. Like, that game was all about countering, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yes. Was one and two the same way? Yes. And that's how Virtual Fighter kind of is. That makes sense. I haven't played Virtual Fighter in a number of years, and I was only 
Virtual Fighter, if you guys don't know, in my opinion, is very difficult to get good at multiple characters. It takes a lot of time to get good at one character. So all my Virtual Fighter time, I spent with the same character. And I was decent. I wasn't even good. Like, I'm not that great at fighting games, but you really need to spend, in my opinion, one time with, you know, a lot of time with one fighter in Virtual Fighter, where Dead or Alive was kind of, you know, I feel like I could play as different characters a little bit easier. Yeah. And then from Dead or Alive, we get, I want to say a spinoff, per se, but technically, this game came out before Dead or Alive, but you had Ryu from Dead or Alive, who was the main character in Ninja Gaiden. Oh, yeah. So Ninja Gaiden definitely came first because that was, you know, from back Mm -hmm. in the day. But he was, of course, in Dead or Alive. Now, I mean, this is... This is my jam. This is this is this is my. This is everybody's jam, man. (laughs) I mean, this might be my second most played NES game behind like all right. So Mario one, two, and three. Let's not include those. This Mm -hmm. is my fourth most played NES game behind those three because I certainly played Mario more than that. Um, But Ninja Gaiden, like, it's so that the first one specifically. I played two and three later on. They're they're good games. Mm-hmm. not like the first game. The first game to me is just so, so good on the NES. And there are some cheap things. It is a very mm-hmm. difficult game. Oh, yes, it is. But it is un- unbelievably fun if you can get past that. You have to be able to just deal with cheapness. And you also have to learn how, like, things respawn because that'll that'll completely screw you. Like, those damn birds constantly mm-hmm. respawn and will <laughs> murder you in Ninja God. And if you don't understand how to scroll the screen to get that to stop, you know? But, uh... Did you like those? Let me ask you this. Did you like the old ones from the NES better? Or did you like when they came back during the Xbox era and re- you know, made like a new version? I love the remakes. I love the new versions. I mean, the, the, the originals were, were great. They were super hard. So I never finished them. <laughs> uh, but the, the when they showed the remake on the Xbox, man, I think that was a system seller, hands down. When Ninja Gaiden came out, people were buying Xboxes like crazy just for that game. It was so well done. It looked amazing. Like, it was one of the best-looking games in the Xbox, if not the best-looking at that time. And it was still hard. But I beat it. It was still hard. Oh, you beat it? You beat the first one? I did beat the first one. And the second one. But it was, yeah, it was just, it was hard. Oh, I know. I I got probably halfway through that game when I got to one boss. And... I remember I spent like a night playing it. It was probably like I was playing. I was playing. I got up to a, that the, the, this one specific boss. I played for like mm-hmm. two and a half hours probably on that boss. I couldn't beat her, and I was like, whatever. And I never played the game again because I was so frustrated. <laughs> oh man, I kept at it because I just I loved the game so much. I I was determined, determined. Makes me want to go back and play them. I know. I know they just uh. They remade the Sigma, which was like, I guess, the PlayStation versions of those games that mm-hmm. came out later. They put yeah. out a collection of those recently. So I'm interested in going back and playing them. But I also heard that the Sigma versions were like actually not as good as the originals. Like the frame rate hmm. is slower or so, something like that. I don't know. You guys can go look it up. I don't remember exactly what it was. But these are supposed to be like the inferior version. So like, why the hell would you pick those, man? Like, why would you just remake <laughs> the other ones? Uh, I don't know. Um, then here's 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 a game that, I mean, you're you, you love Nintendo, and I'm sure you've played Hyrule Warriors, 
the Zelda Dynasty Warriors game? Hyrule Warriors, I certainly played. I didn't play this in the Wii U because at the time the Wii U was, this is when the first the game first came out. I didn't have a Wii U. I bought one. I have one now. Mm-hmm. I have some games for it. I probably got like 15 or 20 games for it. So I don't have a lot. But I did want to play this back then. I like I liked Dynasty Warriors games mm-hmm. mostly. Not nine. Nine was terrible. Didn't bother <laughs> picking that one up. Hyrule Warriors is fantastic. Hyrule Warriors is actually the best Dynasty Warriors game they made in years. And they made the definitive version of the Switch, which was the one that I played. And then they made a sequel to that later on, uh, which came out probably like a year or two ago. And that, that game is really, really good. And like not just good not just a good like Dynasty Warriors type game, mm-hmm. but they incorporate all sorts of stuff from Zelda in there. Like you can see that the Dynasty Warriors games, they're just like kind of putting them out now. They're just like, yeah, here's another one. Yeah, here's another one. But when they have to work with Nintendo, Nintendo's probably like, you need to make this good because mm-hmm. there's a lot more care put into it. You know, there's a lot more elements that are, you know, unique. Or, or maybe the team is just getting a new IP to work with and they're like, oh man, we could do all this stuff. And like, they've just been stuck making Dynasty Warriors for so long that they get something new that's still Dynasty Warriors. But, you know, maybe that kind of encourages them to make a better game because they're, they're fantastic titles that you should play if you like those kind of games. This one surprised me because, like, Dynasty Warriors is made by Koei. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Zelda and Link is, are Nintendo properties. So to have Konami kind of take the Dynasty Warriors engine and Team throw... Ninja. Or Team Ninja, I'm sorry. Team Ninja. Um, and then throw, you know, you know, Nintendo properties on top of Dynasty Warriors properties, and we get Hyrule Warriors. So it's like, huh. Well, Team Ninja also worked on this game in tandem with another team. I don't think they were the leads on this because the Dynasty okay. Warriors team is uh, is Tecmo Koei, and you won't really see Team Ninja associated with them unless this is something new that they just started doing. But gotcha. they, Team Ninja is a part of both Hyrule Warriors games, which I wasn't aware of until we started doing this. I had no yeah. idea. And that also might be why the quality level is up a notch, you know, that Team True. Ninja is involved. True. So you guys should definitely check those out. They also made Fire Emblem Warriors, which is like, of course, Fire Emblem's another Nintendo title. They made a Warrior series based off that. It's supposed to be very good, too. I haven't had a chance to check that out yet, but that's another spinoff for you guys to check. Uh, one other spinoff I wanted to mention you earlier when we first started talking about Team Ninja is you were talking about some jiggling stuff happening in the arcade on <laughs> PS1. And the jiggle physics were a real thing because they put those out in full force for Dead or Alive Extreme Beach Volleyball, which was actually <laughs> yes, a good did. volleyball game because it I owned was. that one. <laughs> it was. They did have some, you know, innuendo-ish type things that are like weird uh, in the game for sure. That was definitely there, but it was actually a good volleyball game. Yeah. I don't understand why that game got an M rating. I mean, I mean, there was no nudity in it. It was no language in it. You, it was a bunch of women on the beach playing volleyball in their bikinis and doing various other exercise. You know, uh, I won't say exercises, but uh, activities because there was like jet <laughs> ski and all that other stuff in there. But it was it was fun. It was a good volleyball game. It was a very good volleyball game, actually, um, which was the reason I got it because I was like, oh, yeah, I got good reviews. It is, I like volleyball games, so. I mentioned one earlier, uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't know why it was rated mature. I, I don't. I played the game. I couldn't tell you why. I'd have to go back and look at the box to see what the ESRB's reasoning would yeah. be for that. But 
yeah, if you guys have a chance and if you like volleyball games, it's actually a good volleyball game. That you can I mean, talking in. about volleyball games, totally off topic. What do you think of Outlaw Volleyball? That one I never played. Okay. I didn't play any of the Outlaw series. There was like Outlaw Golf, Outlaw Volleyball. Outlaw Tennis. I felt like those games were just trying too hard. Every time I saw them, like, you're just like a little too much. You know, you're trying <laughs> trying too much to be like over the top. In my opinion, and it just I never attracted it. me. It like t- it like turned me off to them. Did you did you play yeah. them at all? I did the tennis. I did the tennis and the golf. I think I didn't do the volleyball. Was it any good? Actually, they were pretty good. Okay. They were good. They were good. I think I have one of those. I think I got one from like a flea market or some or like a thrift store for like five dollars or something in the past few years. Have to go back and see which one it is. <laughs> Uh, the last thing I want to mention from Team Ninja is not something me or you or either either of us are familiar with, and that's Neo 1 and Neo 2, which were PS4 games. Uh, I think it came out on Xbox One also. Or no, no, these were only on PlayStation. I think they were PlayStation only. Yeah, so this would have been PS4 games, and these are supposed to be like Dead Souls uh, or Demon Souls style mm-hmm. uh, game Or Dark Souls, I said Dead Souls. Dark Souls or Demon Souls <laughs> style of games. Uh, that are made by Team Ninja, and they're actually supposed to be very good. I don't think they're as beloved as Dark Souls or, or Demon Souls, but they're supposed to be like the the next best version, you know, in comparison to those games. Yeah, I saw them, and every time I go into the store, and I keep saying, you know, I think I'm gonna pick this up now, and then I wind up buying something else. So I have never played them. I hear a lot of good things about them. They're supposed to be excellent. That's what I hear. I just don't know. I, I never got into those Dark Souls or Demon Souls games, so I don't feel yeah. that I would get into these, and that's why I haven't tried them yet. Okay. Um, but maybe one day. Who knows? Well, if anybody is listening or watching, if you can comment, if you've played Neo 1 and 2, let us know how they are. I'm curious. Yeah, definitely drop a comment, guys. Um, please do that for us. Also, uh, make sure you guys are following us as well. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all those things you guys can subscribe to us on youtube that would be awesome we would definitely appreciate that please Mm -hmm. remember to follow us on patreon and support us over there if you can you can support us for as little as one dollar a month and the funds that you put into there go right back into making our shows better so we really do appreciate any support you can provide over there wes where can people follow you at you can follow me on instagram at grendel5xbx and you can also follow me at level up entertainment in south jersey there you go. You guys can follow me at from NJ2CA over on Twitter. And until next time, you guys take care. Have a good one.